Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, as we've been discussing, President Biden delivered remarks on the soul of the nation during a primetime address last night. And we've talked about what that message was and wasn't. Uh, Again, to me, the biggest problem, and this is a problem that goes back over the three uh, most recent presidents, they've all done a lot to undermine our confidence in the institution of the presidency, in the office of the presidency. And the reason they've done that is because President Biden, President Trump, and President Obama kept inching further and further in addresses to the nation being all-out political speech, not an address to the nation, not a call to action, not a uniting moment, but a chance to beat up on political opponents, drive wedge issues, uh, and position for political campaigns. And President Obama did that on a few occasions. President Trump did that often. Uh, And President uh, Biden uh, did that to a new level last night. Uh, so much so that the major networks, the traditional mainstream networks, uh, did not carry the speech once they had seen it. Uh, and that's all frustrating to me, uh, again, not just relating to President Biden, uh, but the last three presidents, that we can't think of it in terms of just an address to the nation. So I, I think President Biden missed it by a country mile last night in terms of what the soul of the nation is all about, uh, because it's not about Washington, It's not about politics. It's not about winning elections or maintaining control uh, of the House or the Senate. It's something different. We went to you uh, and to some Utahns to get a better perspective of what the soul of the nation really is. And so that's where I want to round out our discussion on this today. And I want to go back to some of the comments we've heard from you and from fellow Utahns about the soul of the nation. I actually want to go back to uh, Jenny Taylor, president of the Major Brent Taylor Foundation, Uh, She chimed in yesterday about the soul of the nation and said this. To me, the heart of the soul of our nation is remembering that it is a collective soul that we share. Yes, of course, we love freedom and independence and liberty, and we all want our individual rights. But with those individual rights comes that collective responsibility to strengthen our soul, to strengthen our homes and our families, to strengthen our communities and our very country by making sure that as we pursue our own happiness, we're also working to contribute to the happiness of those around us. 
as we come together with those shared values and those shared goals, we find the soul of our very nation will prosper and thrive in ways not imaginable if we pursue it on our own. One of our listeners uh, chimed in and added this. Hey, I uh, kind of feel like the soul of the nation really is the middle working class, just the people who go to work every day, who get up at the crack of dawn, farmers, the people who actually try to put things back into society and, and, and give back and to make a living for their families. Uh, people who try to keep this country going. That's the soul of the nation, in my opinion. Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall chimed in with some really interesting perspective on where we need to get to preserve the soul of the nation. I think that this question of what is our soul is most poignant at a time like this. For us to decide and re-anchor as Americans in the hope and the tenacity and the camaraderie that made us who we are for the good that we are for the love that we have for each other and for this country and for us to keep our soul intact we have to turn to face our enemies here in our own country in our own neighborhoods and rebuild those relationships of care and understanding that have the fundamental belief that we all have a right to enjoy the freedoms and liberties that this great nation offers us and that we want to support each other in doing so. And when we do that, I believe our soul is at its best. U.S. Senate candidate Evan McMullen also responded to our question, what is the soul of the nation? I've always believed that the soul of America is and must be our commitment to our founding ideals, specifically that we are all created free and equal and that our deepest human purpose is the pursuit of happiness or joy. Because of these truths, we have a system of self-government defined by our Constitution, in which we choose our leaders and they remain accountable to us through free and fair elections and peaceful transfers of power that reflect our will. We are now living through a period of great political division and extremism in America, in which our commitment to our founding ideals is loosening. It's weakening the nation and now threatening our future. Without a shared commitment to these ideals, we lose our national identity. We're more easily deceived by conspiracism and demagoguery, and we fail to find common ground to solve problems. Some say now that we should trade our democratic republic for a strongman who will, on his own, solve all our problems. But instead, we must recommit to that which has always made America strong and prosperous, the truths that animated our founding. Saving the soul of America isn't a Republican or a Democratic cause. It is fundamentally American and a task for which we all bear responsibility together. Another one of our listeners, I think, really nailed it in This is the Soul of America. I agree that America is great because America is good. Americans donate billions of dollars each year to charity, which is used to help others in need. The American government donates billions of dollars in foreign aid, some some of whom are only nominally friendly to the United States. We also donate billions of dollars uh, of volunteer service to others. I think that the soul of America is found in our goodness. And then finally, uh, Congressman John Curtis also chimed in with his view on the soul of the nation. 
You can't understand the soul of America without looking at the soul of an American, the individual soul. The soul of an American loves freedom, so much so that although reluctantly, we have sent our sons and daughters to fight and sometimes give their lives for freedom. The soul of an American knows that success or failure rides on their own shoulders and is willing to accept responsibility for their choices, decisions, and actions without blaming others. The soul of an American wants to be given the power of self-determination without a government that limits choices or takes away freedom. The soul of an American knows that a government that tries to take care of our every need is making us weak and dependent and adds to the tribalism and anger we see today. The soul of an American knows as it accumulates success, it will bless the lives of others, but that that happens best without government picking winners and losers. The accumulation of many great American souls makes the totality of the American soul. I wish the president had listened to the soul of Utah and the soul of the nation. I wish the rest of the nation could have listened to some of the things that we've talked about on this show the last couple of days as we've listened to your voices and to the voices of thought leaders and government officials who I think get it that the soul of the nation is not found in the halls of Congress. It's not in the West Wing or the Oval Office. It's not in some lockbox in Fort Knox. The soul of the nation is in each one of us. It's in our goodness. It's in our ability to see greatness in each other and our commitment to overcome division and become a unified and better nation. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.